the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Doug, and anytime I have opportunity to connect with Max Lucado, I want to take it. Excited to talk to him about uh, two new releases, the Max Lucado Encouraging Word Bible, but first, the book Jesus, The God Who Knows Your Name. Obviously, you've written about uh, Jesus uh, over all of these years, but this is the first book that is solely focused on Jesus. What was the uh, the inspiration for that? I feel a real desire for people who wonder what's unique about Christ. What is it about him that causes him to be worthy of our attention? Why is it that we're still talking about him these 2,000 years later? Why is it that people want to worship him and talk to him? Uh, Why do they believe that he's still alive? Why do they believe that he's coming again? These questions uh, are so essential. And I wanted to take a shot at uh, compiling a book that would that would help people who are who are genuinely wanting to know about Christ. And and so I, I'm hoping this book would, would help that person, that inquirer, to find some answers. Well, I know that they would definitely be encouraged to read past the first word in the title, Jesus, the God who knows your name. I think it's still mind-blowing, even for those of us that feel like we understand just a little drop of Jesus, that um, he would know us so intimately and so personally. It's a game-changer, isn't it? I mean, um, to think to think that God not only created the world and sustains the world, but that he's involved in my world and wants me to be involved in his. It really does. I mean, it just changes the way you look at life. It changes the way you look at your problems, the way you look at your future. Uh, it, it, it's a definite, it is the paradigm shift that every person needs to make. Now, in the book, you break things down into six uh, distinct sections. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, sir. You know, uh, the life of Christ can be subdivided into a variety of ways, but when you write a book, you've got to <laughs> try to organize it along uh, a particular fashion. And so I wrote a section under the title Emmanuel, basically reflecting on the miracle of Christmas, that God became flesh. I wrote a section under the title Friend, how Christ is a friend of sinners, a friend of the weak, a friend of those who find themselves in difficult circumstances. Uh, I wrote a section about Jesus as our teacher. You know, he he is the one who is the ultimate teacher. In fact, the Holy Spirit, uh, it, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Jesus to us because Jesus is the ultimate teacher. And then Jesus is miracle worker. The miracles he did say so much about who he is. And then there's a section called Lamb of God, how he came to take away the sin of the world. And then the final section, Returning King. I love to reflect about the return of Christ, to realize that this world is not all there's going to be, and that Christ will soon come 
and redeem us and redeem this broken and tired universe uh, that gives us so much hope. Mm. I love all six of those. And what would you feel, Max, would be the one that people probably have the hardest time embracing or, or believing? You always ask such good questions. That is a really good question. I don't know. I Maybe friends. You know, to think that, it's one thing to think that there is a God. It's even conceivable to think there is a God who became flesh. But to think that this God who became flesh knows me, that he cares about my life and where I'm going. We get so many messages that tell us that we don't matter. To think that he, I do matter to him, I think that's hard for people to believe. And, uh, and yet that's such a wonderful encouragement. You know what? God delights in you. God delights in us. He cares that much about us. He's, he's our Abba Father. What a wonderful awareness this is to, to bring into our, our day-to-day life. So maybe the answer to that question would be Jesus as our friend. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. For the other uh, one of the other six, uh, Emmanuel, how has seeing Jesus as God with us influenced your spiritual journey? Well, you know my story. I, I'm just an old drunk. Um, I mean, I was uh, headed off the, <laughs> off the deep end when I was a young man. Uh, I'm very convinced I would have drunk myself into an early grave. I probably would have wrecked several marriages along the way. Uh, but God, in His mercy, reached out to me. And, and uh, I've, I've made a lot of bad decisions, but that one decision to trust Christ is the best decision I've ever made. And, um, and part of that belief is the belief that, that God became flesh. He became one of us so we could become one with Him. Uh, and, and this tells me that he understands what I'm going through, that at any point, on any day, I can say, Lord, I'm confused, or I'm tired, or I'm needy. And he never crosses his arms and tells me, oh, come on, buck up and get tough. He understands, because he, in every way, has been tempted just like we are, uh, yet he never sinned. Uh, and so we can, as a result, draw near to the throne of grace, where we're going to find help in our time of need. And so I, I think that promise of Jesus our Emmanuel is one that is really, really needed in this day and age. You know, Max, to talk about the, the sixth one that you have there, returning king, I think for some of us, uh, I always say sometimes there's a lot of things that I could answer on a test that's head knowledge, but I don't necessarily feel it. So how is focusing on the fact that he is coming back if affecting us on a day-to-day basis or should affect us? It changes everything. You know, it's, a, it's the promise that the world will finally be as God intended for it to be, and it will be that way forever. Um, it gives us power to endure these uh, momentary struggles. And I know they don't feel momentary, but the knowledge that Christ will return and set this world right, and that he, the devil and, and this this cursed curse that has pulled us under so long will finally be uh, let go, and the earth will be restored, and we will be who we were intended to be. Oh, that, that's our hope. That's our hope right there. You know, uh, as, as I was watching the news the other night, I, I saw first there was a report about the coronavirus, and then the next report was about politicians who are arguing with each other about the right way to run our country. And I thought, man, there's just no good news anywhere. 
the good news is that it wasn't supposed to be this way, and it's not going to be this way. And Christ will soon return and place it in the way it was intended to be. Awesome, Max. Thank you. Um, looking at the end of the book, the your daughter has a role in the ending of uh, in the ending of the book. Tell us about that. Well, my daughter's a lot smarter than me, and she's <laughs> she's <laughs> and she's pretty like her mama. So she's got everything going for her. And, and, but she was kind enough to write the discussion questions at the end of the section, at the end of the book. And consequently, this book can be a, a great tool for, for small groups or for personal reflection. Uh, there's a good 30 pages of questions here that would help a person reflect upon the messages of each chapter. And then I always think it's fun when when kiddos kind of follow in in parts of their of their parents' footsteps. So um, how cool it is is that for you uh, to see your daughter writing and kind of you know working together yeah. with that? It's a great joy. All three of my daughters are special, and uh, two of them love to write. Uh, the old Jenna and Andrea have both written books. Andrea wrote the the uh, discussion guide at the end of this book. She does that not just for me, but for quite a few writers. Uh, she's just a gifted writer in her own right. And, and so it's great joy. It's great to partner with them. And uh, it's it's a treat. It's a real treat. Well, the other book I wanted to talk about, too, is uh, the Lucado Encouraging Word Bible. Um, my understanding is uh, the last three years you've been working on the revision for this? It's, take, it's been a big project. It really is. I did a, I edited a Bible back in the early 90s, and um, it, it served its course, served its purpose, and ran its course. And so about four or five years ago, we began teeing up another one, got serious about it about three years ago, and it's a, it's a big project. And so I'm very, very happy with how it turned out. But I don't deserve any credit for that. I mean, there's a great team beginning with my own assistant. But the publisher, uh, Thomas Nelson and HarperCollins Christian Publishing, uh, they just do such great work. And this Bible is available in both New International Version as well as New King James Version. And it's a, it's a, what we call a devotional Bible. In other words, if a person wants to, to read the Bible and then have devotionals, uh, devotional readings in the margins, or taking up some pages in the Bible. That way, it, it's a great tool, because that way you don't have to travel with four or five books as well as your Bible. Uh, you'll have those right there with you all the time. Uh, and we're very, very happy with how this particular project turned out. Well, I know when I've talked to people, it's like the number one thing, I wish I could spend more time, I need to, I need to connect. How do I read it? How do I study? So what's been your approach uh, in Bible reading and study? I love to read uh, read through a book in the Bible. You know, right now I'm reading in the Gospel of Mark, uh, and I just read a section each day, and then I, I pray about it, and I say, Lord, is there anything in this particular section that that you're wanting to use to speak to me. Just this morning, I read about Jesus feeding the 4,000, and I, I took note of the way that, that he turned uh, bread. He created bread in the wilderness, and people had no solutions. He was full of solutions. And I prayed, Lord, thank you, because you've done that for me in my life so many times. And I keep a journal. I keep a list of things for which I'm thankful, a, th- a list of things for which I'm prayerful. And I pray, and I 
having read the Bible, having made that list, I pray. I spend quite a few minutes in prayer. Uh, sometimes I'll just sit quietly. Sometimes I'll I'll listen to a song, uh, to to or a hymn, just to give word to my worship. Uh, but it's pretty much the simple procedure of reading the Bible, praying, recording in my journal. I do that uh, just about every morning. It's a little side question that uh, crossed my mind based on something that they talked about uh, th- this Sunday at church. For the people that have set New Year's resolutions, you know, to read through the Bible, the guy that was even talking there said, yeah, you know, if you're following a certain plan, you're in Leviticus right now, and you just can't take one more sacrifice, and what do I do? For the, <laughs> the people that find themselves on that, I mean, I guess you're, you're on a mission from A to Z, but uh, in, in, in the parts of, of Scripture that feel like, well, wh- what's in it for me? Uh, is there is there any encouragement or thought process so that 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 you can find something in in Leviticus? There are times in which we feel like we're getting bogged down in the genealogies or or in these commandments that seem a bit antiquated. I certainly understand that. Uh, I would encourage people to uh, complement those uh, sections with sections that are more readily uh, understandable. Uh, if you're reading in Leviticus, take some time and jump over into the Gospel of John and or, or complement the genealogy with a good reading from the book of Philippians. If you're reading in the Revelation and you get stuck, that's okay. We all get stuck there. Uh, just complement that with something that you find a little easier. And then also, I would say just pray. Uh, I would say, Lord, you, you illuminate this word. Uh, the Holy Spirit has promised to be our teacher and to lead us into all truths. So stand on that promise and don't give in to the thought, well, there's nothing in here for me. There is something. It may just take a little digging. Mm, I love it. I love it. Um, as far as a, a feature of the Encouragement Word Bible uh, that you find encouraging personally, is there a highlight there? Well, I, we do have some character studies that I find encouraging just because the Bible is full of characters, just like a, the church is full of characters today. Uh, I love having those devotional thoughts or readings uh, in the margins so that if a person is reading, I don't know, let's say in the Sermon on the Mount, and they want to have a devotional reading from one of my books in the Sermon on the Mount uh, about the Sermon on the Mount, it's just right there. It's just right there. So I, I, I think I appreciate the convenience that that affords somebody who wants a little um, additional devotional reading to have it right there with them. And then why is it important to apply Scriptures in our daily lives, and how can we best do that? The, the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to us through the Word of God. He also speaks to us through, through the circumstances of life. Uh, the Word of God needs to always take uh, priority. It outranks the circumstances of life. Uh, And so having the Word of God in context uh, provides us just kind of the working or marching orders from God with which we can move forward uh, into the world. Uh, And and I believe if we're neglecting God's Word, then we're neglecting His voice. You know, He speaks to us through the verse. He speaks to us through our inner voice. So be sure you've got that verse inside of you. The more verses that you can put inside of you, then the more voices the Holy Spirit has to use uh, to teach you and to guide you. 